the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It is Monday. Folks, we have a big week. We have a big show in store. Remember, you can go to the website, DePietro.com. I want to start off. You know, I was glad. I used to be a fan. When I uh, went on the radio in Boston, I was on the radio from Boston really almost four years, three years full-time. And uh, my first guest when I became a full-time host was then Governor Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney. Worked out great. Uh, I was with him down at the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. A nice photo with the governor. And uh, it was at the time Congressman Marty Meehan at the time for the uh, Patriots against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But anyhow, but um, the way he turned on President Trump is is just been a big turnoff. And over the weekend, I don't know if you caught this, but he was at a Republican gathering in Utah. And <laughs> listen when former governor, he ran for president in 2012. Right. Yeah. He he ran a bad race. He was not. He should have. He Obama was tough. Romney had a shot at it. But listen to what happened when Mitt Romney got up Saturday in Utah. Here we go. My goodness. Wow. Show some respect. Wow. Aren't you embarrassed? That's their asking. And I'm also no wow. Well, Mitt Romney, folks, gets up. Here he is, Senator of Utah, Republican Mitt Romney. My goodness. Aren't you embarrassed? And I'm also no fan of the... I think it's hilarious. Not so much, Mitt. Not so much. Folks, also, there's a big... um, The new lieutenant governor... Sabina Matos has a piece in the Boston Globe. I'm going to talk about that a little bit as the hour goes along. I also want to play, uh, thank you, Senator Susan Collins was on State of the Union. This whole business of D.C. should become a state, and it's just so they can get the votes. And, you know, I give her a lot of credit. She said what you don't hear Cicilline saying, you don't hear Langevin saying, and here it is uh, right here. Senator Collins from uh, Maine. Not a state. Now, there is a way to ensure that the residents of D.C. have voting representation in Congress, and that is for D.C. to become part of Maryland, just as parts of D.C. became parts of Virginia many years ago. That would give the residents of D.C. a new House member, and they would be represented in the Senate by Maryland senators. So I think that's a good way for us to approach this issue there are also constitutional issues right and they're not a state they're not a state she said it's very simple washington dc is a city it's not a state folks i also want to play this is worth a listen you have Alyssa milano and she's one of those woke individuals and the next voice you're going to hear is that of there's an african-american woman 
who really responds to people like Alyssa Milano and some of these others that are telling you, can you imagine how a black man thinks and feels? And then listen to the way this woman, again, this woman is black. You have all these woke progressive people marching around, you know, black lives matter. And they're so progressive and they're so way woke. And uh, listen to the way that, that she frames it. She is, uh, she's just terrific. For those of us who are not black men, imagine watching the news and seeing how people... Imagine being a black man and being told by some white lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on TV are one and the same because you look alike. Imagine being told by society that white people can be all that they can be, but you as a black man, the content of your character is completely irrelevant. You are the color of your skin and that is all you will ever be. Imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin. Socioeconomics affects everyone. Can I just stop that for a moment? I love that. You can't, you don't know how to vote because of the color of your skin. Folks, this all plays into this whole thing. Oh, you can't have voter ID. What they're basically saying is, let's face it, what they're basically saying is black people are not smart enough to either get an ID or carry an ID. Think how insulting that is. What do they mean when so many of these people, oh no, you can't, can't have voter ID. That's voter suppression for black people. And finish the sentence. What are they really saying? That black people are unable to get an ID? That they don't know how to vote? They don't know how to carry an ID to the polls? What, what are they why what does that mean when they say if you ask for voter ID what they're basically saying the progressives in Providence what they're really saying is if you ask for that black people won't be able to vote because they don't know how to get an ID they don't know how to carry around an ID and this woman frames it perfectly and the content of your character is completely irrelevant you are the color of your skin and that is all you will ever be imagine being told you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin socioeconomics you, affects everyone but apparently you can't figure out how to vote because of the color of your skin you know all right we're gonna have voter id wait a minute no 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 you can't have voter id because the you know black people don't know how to get an id they don't know how to carry one think how what are you talking about God, I lived in New York how many years ago? Every homeless person had an ID because if you didn't have an ID, boom, and the police stopped you. You immediately went to the police station. All of them, you had to have an ID on you. Who are these people? It's so insulting. That's what they're saying. The progressives are saying this. Oh, no, can't have voter ID. If you have voter ID, the, the black people won't be able to vote. They don't know how to get an ID. They don't know how to carry one. They're going to show up the polls. None of them will have IDs. They don't know how to carry. Think of, think of that. None of them have IDs. They don't know how to. What are we talking about? You're not as smart as the poorest white person. Lady, I don't want to hate you. I'm a 90s kid. I grew up with you. So I know you're very talented. I understand your heart is in the right place, but you are everything you preach against. You're not helping. You're making things worse. You're causing more division. You're causing more fear. Statistically speaking, I am more likely to be shot and killed by my black elderly neighbor across the street than the cop who patrols my neighborhood. Statistically speaking, homicide by cop is very rare, but people like you find power in fear, so you keep it front page news. You don't have to be a white supremacist. You can be better. Wow, I love that. And again, it started with Alyssa Milano, who's, you know, this big, um, you know, progressive, woke actress. And with her lecturing imagine what it feels like to be a black man and like it starts off with that those of us who are not black men imagine watching the news and seeing how people imagine being a black man and being told by some white lady with a microphone that you and the criminal on tv are one and the same because you look alike imagine being told by <laughs> that is such a good line i love this woman i don't know who she is but i will uh, share it with you all right folks it's monday it is one big week uh governor mckee press briefing also the boston globe piece by the lieutenant governor basically confirms what i've been telling you with the amount of illegals uh in rhode island much much higher than people think way higher you can read about it at topetro.com but we have a lot more hit right here on the john DePetro show well it's a challenge to run your business these days maybe you need to find the right type of workers why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers. 
certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K. Engineering today at 401 401- 351-7600. J. Cale Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cale Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, in the wintertime. JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer called jkl engineering today be nice and cool in your home this summer call jkl 401-351-7600 for 54 years jkl's reputation second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction jkl they do it right they do it right the first time they're an approved national grid vpi installer jkl is also a navian certified factory dealer called jkl for a system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available both residential and commercial called jkl engineering today for like for rhode island and massachusetts 401 351 7600 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.95. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. His name is Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off with uh, we have the new Lieutenant Governor, Sabina Mantos who was sworn in, and she has penned a piece for the Boston Globe, which covers Rhode Island quite a bit. It has to do with the census of the fact Rhode Island's keeping a congressional seat, but it's, it's to me, it's really astounding in this piece that she, you know, talks about. I, I, I certainly would seem to be the most generous or lenient policy as much as she says they did it by counting all these immigrants, there's really no other way to interpret this other than they are illegal immigrants. She talks about Rhode Island's population grew 4.3% and the efforts that they went through because other Rhode Islanders were leaving the state and these new people coming in. And I, I want to talk about it, at least start off and get some of your thoughts on it. Well, I the thing that really strikes me is this is is exactly what I've, I've been describing for a number of years as a the company state or more provocatively uh, a government plantation. Basically, as she acknowledges, native Rhode Islanders are leaving uh, because there's no opportunity for him and it's for them and the system is kind of locked up. Bring in immigrants and then offer them services. And that was the big emphasis of her op-ed was this is great. We got all, we found all these immigrants and we, and she almost explicitly says they were undocumented or illegal immigrants. Uh, but the, she says, it's great that we found them. Now we have to use the same method to give them government services. And I think that's really where 
Rhode Island is going in a big way, and she reveals it in this op-ed, is she, we're going to a place where the government sees its job as bringing in people, providing them services as a justification for taking money from others, either federally or at the state level, other taxpayers. But it is a, a lot of things in the news recently have been pointing in, in this direction of, of uh, just kind of replacing the population that's here. It is. And it's it's incredible to see. And we get more insight to how they pulled it off. As many people know, Rhode Island, we were on the verge of declining population and losing a congressional seat. And basically, they put together between the state of Rhode Island, I think, kicked in 500,000. The Rhode Island Foundation kicked in money. The United Way kicked in money. So it seems like they had a pool of money for about a million five. And Justin, in this one of the things that the, again, she's the new lieutenant governor, second in command, talks about is that they were handing out PPE and, uh, you know, during the pandemic and boxes of food. Now, those, that's taxpayer funded supplies and food that they were basically handing out in exchange for undocumented people. Because she even mentions, you know, people were afraid and president trump wanted you had to check off whether or not you were a citizen but you're right she she basically says that they kind of bribed them to fill out the set and if anyone wondered if we have a illegal illegal immigration problem in the state justin you, you're talking about just for over forty thousand people that you know they didn't know they were here and she thinks it's a good thing but it's it's and those are just the people that would agree to fill it out let alone still some of the people here that, that didn't want to fill it out. By the way, we also don't know if those people are still here, uh, but, it, but she attributes, attributes it to an increase of close to 5% population increase because of that. Right. Well, you, the, the thing that really striking about, about that admission is that there, what here, you know, if they're handing stuff out, uh, there was another article about one of the people actually, uh, engaged in this effort, actually taking $20 bills out of his own pocket uh, to give them to people. $20 to, to fill out. bills, handing it out, free money to people to come yeah, and, and basically and if pay, them, pay them to take yeah, the and, census. What are the controls on it? So so, if, so let's suppose somebody's an illegal immigrant or is willing to say they are. They get 20 bucks, they fill out the thing, they drive around a block, get another 20 bucks, bucks fill it out again. I mean, are there any... If, even if they, or maybe they were from Massachusetts, passing through, oh, go across the border and fill out the census, you'll get 20 bucks or, or free PPE or whatever they're handing out. It, you really do have to wonder, what are the controls here? Are these, is that, is it actually 40,000 immigrants? Is it 20,000 who filled it out twice? Is it, you know, some of them out of state? They're, it's just too convenient. And it's it's really starting to, starting to, to become worrisome. I mean, the the House, the Republicans on the House uh, Oversight Committee in Congress have sent a letter to Raimondo as Commerce Secretary asking for information about Biden White House interference. So we're, if we're in a, a stage where, you know, a lot of people don't trust the outcome of the presidential election, well, why not do the same with the census? I mean, at th that level, you're, you know, you, you bribe people, you, you pay them off, you move controls. And at some level, when, when all else fails, why not just cheat? You really have to wonder how much of that is, is going on. And once you start to see this as a potential issue, the signs are everywhere. I mean, Connecticut, uh, they just, one of the most controversial bills in, in the past 10, 20 years is they're taking away religious exemptions for kids for vaccines. Well, why would you do that? There's no evidence that Connecticut has any problem with kids not getting vaccines. It's just some don't do it. Well, maybe, maybe one of the reasons is because they're expecting large influxes of the of illegal immigrants from the border crisis. And so this is just a control for that. I mean, it, once you start to see these pieces come together it starts to paint a very worrisome picture justin can you elaborate a little bit on you said the republicans are seeking information from now it's former governor but commerce secretary Ramundo. could you elaborate a little bit about that um yeah the republicans from from red states obviously uh on that house oversight committee in congress have have sent a letter to Ramundo. um just they're concerned that the Biden White House was was involved in politicizing the census. Um, I, I don't have any more details than that, but they've, I haven't read the letter yet. But 
that is a concern that they're expressing. And so we, we talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about whether Raimondo would just change the numbers. And I, I kind of was dismissive of that. I don't know, it was yes. just math, but, but I think I was probably premature to be dismissive because it, it's, it seems to me, you know, when you look at the, the complete lack of controls, I mean, for my house, somebody actually came to my door, had a badge, I, you know, I, but there's, there's no way to, I, I can't see any way to audit this when you read about how they actually were doing it. I mean, in the articles I'm reading, they had out tables in public where you would come, you would get your free stuff and your 20 bucks, you'd fill out the census and move on with your life. Well, how do you verify that? Are they going to people's houses? No, it's a survey. Um, and so once you're at that level where you can't verify the numbers, I mean, if, if some, if it, if a local uh, advocate and pay, paid advocate is willing to give out his own cash to get people to fill out the census, why not just well, a few extra ones, just fill them out? You know, I, I there's just I, I think people ought to be very concerned that the, the numbers aren't genuine. Yeah, I, I also, um, I, you know, and I don't know and I would like to try to find out, but I, I'm not convinced that he wasn't then reimbursed for that. I mean, they had a budget of one point five million with elections. Uh, you know, Ed Rollins used to talk at what they called walking around money, which is they used to, you know, pay off some of these pastors in uh, places like Newark, New Jersey and other places in order to get the endorsement. So, you know, if we just if they had a and by the way, this, this isn't money to pay the census workers, Justin, this is a pool of a million and a half. You know, it's also funny to me how the rest of the media covers it, because like, for instance, Ted Nisi and Nisi note says, people in hard to reach areas like what, what does that mean these are people all in the inner city hard to reach areas might be block island might be patience island might be prudence island where are the hard to you know when i think hard to reach places i would think somewhere or even you know like the north pole or somewhere in alaska or some of these places that or wyoming people you know you just go into town like once or twice a year to get all their supplies but but uh, if you do the math, 40,000 40, people, unless uh, times 20, $20, I, isn't that, that's $800,000. So, and that's just half of what they had. So I, I don't see why it's, it's not that kind of money that was basically being handed out. But Justin, what's also interesting, and again, folks, speaking with Justin Katz, our segment is politics this week is the amount of attention they're drawing to this. If I were New York State and they lost one congressional seat by 89 people, and then you find out Rhode Island basically put together a pot of money to the tune of a million, million five, and we're handing out dollar bill, $20 bills to illegals to fill out the census. And as a result of that, they got 40,000 people to do it. If I was some of these other states, I mean, would I'd be furious right now. Right. Well, New York is talking, Cuomo is talking about uh, filing lawsuits over, over the census um, because of the result. And other states are looking too. I mean, one of the big things with, that the, the Republicans in Congress are concerned about is that you had in December an estimate of states from the U.S. census and then of population. And then with three months later, it's completely different. And all blue states gained population. All red states lost population from based versus that estimate. Um, it just, it, it is ripe for lawsuits. And I, you do kind of wonder if all these folks are just so themselves for what they pulled off that they're they're being a little loose-lipped. You know, it's to have, um, to have the Lieutenant Governor talking about, you know, undocumented people filling out the census. And then you have this other guy running his mouth to Dan McGowan in the Boston Globe about how he was handing out $20 bills. Uh, yes. There may be a lot of people saying, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? You can't talk like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes as far as lawsuits. But in the long run, it might just be, I don't know, the, if it were a red state that had lost a congressional seat because of that, I'd be more apt to see uh, see some action there. But I, I, with, with a blue state and with a uh, with Democrats in charge of the federal government, it seems like they have a lot of incentive to kind of get everybody to, to get along and to cover things up. I don't know. There was no love between Cuomo and uh, Raimondo about a year yeah, ago. That's New York is coming in. But Justin, one other element of this, and again, folks, it's Justin Katz, managing at Ocean State, of, excuse me, of anchorising.com, and it's uh, a segment of politics this week, is the last line 
We also, by the way, learned Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott was involved with this. Yeah. Uh, Sabina Matos, the lieutenant governor. You wonder if that's, you know, was almost this is like a reward for her getting it. But her last line is basically if if people are going to be part of the process, they deserve room at the table or something like that. I, I don't see by reading what she wrote, her opinion piece, her first one written as as lieutenant governor. I don't see how you read that and how if you believe what she's writing. I don't know how you deny those people the right to vote. <laughs> well, certainly, but um, the the thing that caught my eye was there's there's no distinction, and that was that was actually that caught my eye as well because well she's quoting Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts yes. in that, but um, there's no distinction there in the people receiving benefits and the people paying for them. Right. And so what she's what she's talking about is they they deserve an equal seat at the table, and and really when you when you listen to in whole, all the things these politicians are saying, it's actually uh, uh, an enhanced seat. I mean, Ayanna Presley was saying the people, what's the quote, the people closest to the pain should be the closest to the power. So that yes. means the people who are receiving the benefits ought to have more power. That's not really how democracy is supposed to work. I mean, that's really just saying we're, these constituencies are coming together and we're going to be able to take other people's money away from them uh, and, and make those people voiceless. And when those people are voiceless, they'll, they'll just leave. And at some point you're just, you're, you're abusing whoever can't leave uh, and pushing, pushing problems down the road. But uh, it could just be that they're, they feel so confident and so, so aggressive at this moment that they're as their sloppiness and their rhetoric shows that they're not thinking in terms of of long-term health of their communities folks we're going to take a quick break again our segment is politics this week he's the managing editor anchorrising.com he's justin katz a lot more ahead right here on the john DePietro show mega truck and trailer repair call them today commercial trailers diesel equipment serving rhode island and massachusetts 508 336-2110, 508-336-2110. For MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, F-H-W-A inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401 272 
3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me, he's the managing editor at AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to just stay with this again, just because I think it's so significant. And folks, in case you didn't see it, but the new lieutenant governor, Sabina Matos, she was sworn in and she wrote a piece for the Boston Globe talking about her involvement with this census and basically comes right out. This is like, to me, spiking the ball in the end zone that it's 40,000 illegals that they registered in Rhode Island, calls them the new people that came in. A lot of Rhode Islanders were leaving. They stayed. Justin, what is also your thought? Let's just be honest. I am the only member of the media. I'm going to put you off to the side. Only member of the, the media. Journal won't write about it. Globe, Dan McGowan basically broke the story, but they didn't get into it. Um, 10, 12, they, they still treat this as they were able to find, as I wrote, people in hard to find places what do you make of the fact that to me this is astounding uh and it's in in some ways it's like a real scandal i mean they used a million and a half dollars to go out and recruit and get people living in the state and country illegally to register for the census what is your thought that the me the rest of the media is ignoring right now so far ignoring the story well i mean firstly they they like the outcome <laughs> um, they're they're really just a lot of them. A lot of what they do is just passing along the the narrative they're told and that they're given by the well-paid um, propagandists and PR folks in in government. So it is it is kind of astonishing though that they're not digging digging into these stories. But we've discussed we've been discussing for a few years now that especially the younger journalists they're really just completely indoctrinated in the identity politics and the progressivism. And so they, they see no problem with this and they're not going to, mm. they're not going to wow. do stories that try to hurt them. Right. I mean, that's, it's becoming increasingly clear that we just don't, they're not, they're not going to put out anything that hurts what they think is justice. And that's what this is. They think it's great and swell that, that the government is including illegal immigrants and censuses and that maybe it'll lead to voting, who knows, but th this is right in line with what they've been indoctrinated to believe for, for decades now. I'll say this. If you're a member of the media and you're not fully reporting on the story, to me, you're not doing the, jo the job. And there's definitely a reluctance to, I mean, let's, let's face it. Everyone was stunned when the state didn't lose the seat. Uh, Cicilline, Langevin, they were maybe going to be faced with having to run against each other. But for the media not to to call this out what it is, this is not immigration. These are not people going through the, the process. These are not people taking the necessary steps. Uh, there's no further, you don't need any further proof that this is a sanctuary city, city and state for local Rhode Island officials to put in this type of effort um, in order to have these people listed as citizens of the state when they are not citizens of the state, really, or shouldn't be, or the country. I do want to move on to some other things. Speaking of the seat, I put out the story yesterday. Uh, it's on petro.com and that is, now right now in Washington, as you know, it looks like we do keep the seat. So you have Cicilline, Congressman Langevin, Senators Reed and White House. But there is talk now that House Minority Leader Blake Filippi a lot of people are encouraging him to take a look and run against Congressman Langevin for that congressional seat in the second district. I think Blake Filippi, Justin, I, I think it's a winnable seat. Uh, the amount of uh, the Trump vote got in the in the second district CD2 is very strong. And I, I think that this has all the makings of, uh, you know, Langevin's been there for 20 years. The Republicans are poised to take over. The, the House uh, after the midterms next year. What are your thoughts on Blake Filippi challenging Congressman Jim Landrin? Well, uh, I would very much like to be optimistic uh, and to think that it's something. But, you know, I, as you look at all this stuff, I mean, he his campaign finance take. Now, this is if the national, as you wrote on your in your post, if the national people get involved, they can bring a lot to bear, both finances and organization. Um, but on his own, he raised ninety nine dollars in the first quarter of the year. Which who are you, you talking know, about? Blake Filippi. Blake Filippi. Okay, but he also, you know, that's just they just finished, and and he obviously wasn't doing any fundraising. So. Oh no, no, yeah, I mean that's a. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm impressed I don't think by that's that actually because of someone's ability to raise money. 
No, I, well, yeah, understood. And it probably, okay. to me, it really reflects because he's been doing a job. He's been in the news. It reflects the fact that he's not in it as a career to become a politico. He's, he wants to and, do the job, which is really admirable. By, but by the way, that you you can't transfer that money either. So as right, David right. Cicilline learned, remember in 2010, he had all that money for for mayor, and then he had to switch checks. So any money he had would have raised. That $99, he can't even use that. If anything, the fact he only raised 99 shows me that maybe he's not going to go for a seat again. But I mean just as the candidate. This is someone, he's been elected. He's very good with the media. Uh, he's an attorney. If you meet him, he's a very gregarious guy. Uh, I think this is a far different opponent than, I, I think this could actually end up being the toughest opponent that Langevin ever had. He is the polar opposite of Jim Langevin. But I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, no, that that's all true. But when when I look at the numbers, I mean, what it what it tells you, and we we complain frequently about the lack of a, a Republican machine in the state uh, actually doing anything. Like, there was nobody, you know, while while Blake was off doing his work as a legislator, which is wonderful. There's nobody in behind him saying, okay, well, I'm going to keep helping you raise money here so that you've got a pool. That the a national organization you wonder how much they can actually do if there's so little to work with within a state. And then you put that up against, you know, what we're seeing with the census numbers and the the kind of the, how the left has really locked things up in Rhode Island and has the game down and is using federal money, state money, private organization money to build their own ideological and political machine. It's gonna make for a, a very tough competition and i mean i would i i'd be very excited to see the the republicans able to compete um i just i we'll have to wait and see what they what their actions become in the next few years i mean there's still a couple of years out so he could completely flip this so and, and change my mind completely on that all right it's next year right so it's midterm so you'd be announcing okay. probably end of the summer and listen bottom line maybe you don't know him he, he is a solid candidate. He is a likable guy. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. I think, as I wrote, he's the most eligible bachelor in Rhode Island. He would be the polar opposite. Langevin was not even seen during the pandemic. He's pasty white. He's been in bad health. He's been there for 20 years. I think if there's ever been a time to make the argument, Rhode Island needs a Republican in there for the party that's going to be in power, which is, I believe, they're going to retake the House. They're going to be in charge of the Senate. I think, you know, you're not wrong about the money, but let's face it, Lange, you know, Jim, Congressman langevin has been there for 20 years. He's uh, older now. He's not in good health, not easy to get out and campaign. You have a young, vigorous, uh, you know, charismatic guy that's out there in his early 40s, really working the flesh. He's not a, you know, right wing Trump supporter. He's pretty actually ran and was elected as an independent I think that is a strong candidate. I think that I think he's the best Republican out there in the entire state. And I really think he could he'd be a very, very tough challenge for Congressman Lynch. Sure. I really think that. And he's won. He's won in that area. Right. He's yeah, got no, Block absolutely. Island. He's got the Westerly area. Yeah, and so, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. But and in fact, Langevin's district is one of the less Democrat leaning districts yes. in this region. Yes. Um, it's just, so you don't have you don't have Providence. You don't have all the mail ballots hidden in Providence. You don't have Central Falls. You don't have Pawtucket. Yep. So I if, if anyone could get knocked off and and what I like is he's been there now, what, at least six years. Uh, I like people that have run, held office, been reelected. And now yep. he's been the minority leader. I think right now that's I think a lot of people would be enthusiastic to have a Republican for Rhode Island and Washington. I think so. so too, but it's it just when you look at the rest of the machine that the Democrats have built, you know, for them to do all pull all this to keep their congressional seat and then lose it in a race, you know, they're, they're going to bring a lot to bear to fight for that seat. And so I, I guess when we just need to see, you know, we just we we need the action to start soon on the Republican side to start building Agreed. something that can Agreed. compete. We're going to take a quick break, folks, a lot more. Our segment is Politics This Week. He's Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com, right here on The John DePietro Show. This portion of The John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. 
Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brother's Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven, and remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brother's Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for twenty three years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com our segment is politics this week with me is the managing editor for anchorrising.com it's justin katz justin talk about making a return i mean it's one thing you know, the whole uh, it's almost like a cliche, the guy that successfully pulls up at his high school reunion, like in a sports car or he's got like on a babe in his arm. Governor Armando's first public appearance returning to Rhode Island as the Commerce Secretary. What do you make of that? And she arrives in town with the vice president on Wednesday. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure what the purpose is. I mean, I, that's kind of curious to me. Maybe you've got some, yes. some insight into that. But the like Dan McGowan, for example, was noting that Biden administration is trying to get support for, for his infrastructure program. But, you know, they don't need Rhode Island. Rhode Island is going to go along with whatever they say. So that doesn't quite explain it for me. I mean, this is a place where national Democrats come to pick the pockets of rich liberals. So that could be part of it. I'm kind of wondering, honestly, if... You know, Harris was supposedly in charge of the the border crisis for the Biden administration. I'm starting to, as I said earlier, I'm starting to wonder and see it. Maybe I'm just seeing the same story everywhere. But uh, if if she's here and Raimondo's helping her, you know, work some insider hallways to try to get find locations to place some of those immigrants coming over the border. I, that's kind of what I that's yes. what I'm wondering. Just because I have no other wow. explanation for why they would come, but that yes. that could be part of it. Huh. You know what else, though, just from the political standpoint, you know, let's face it. If you're governor, now Commerce Secretary Raimondo, the inside politics of this, I'm going to be very interested to see if if uh, Governor McKee gets any FaceTime with with Commerce Secretary Raimondo. Uh, I'm anxious to see who gets FaceTime with the vice president. But in the world they live in, when you're the one coming back, she's not, you know, just having some low level type person. I mean, short of the president in the world of Senator Reid, Senator Whitehouse, Congress, uh, Congressman Cicilline, Commerce Secretary Raimondo is showing she's got the most juice. She's bringing the vice president in. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal. It continues to cement her in. 
and and who knows with 2024 uh, it's also a chance for her to you know forge more of a relationship with the vice president who certainly has her own political aspirations I think it shows Governor Mundo just continues to be, you know, a real a political operative. Justin Katz, I want to ask you about that tweet that, and by the way, uh, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner did not go to the swearing in. I, I, I am hearing, he said he had the quarantine, but he was already vaccinated. I've heard it, it's just because, you know, it's so neck and neck between him and Governor McKee for the, you know, race for governor. It's going to be coming up on a, a primary of a year from this September that he just didn't want to be seen there with them and celebrating them or seen in a photo with them. I mean, that's, and then let's see if a uh, magazine or suddenly is able to go to the vice president uh, Kamala Harris event on Wednesday, but Justin Katz, um, there's that state Senator Tiara Mack and she is an openly, uh, as she describes herself, queer woman or whatever you want, gay woman. And she is, um, also a member of Black Lives Matter. She's very in your face, uh, very, you know, just posting things with a picture that on her eyelids say, you know, blank the police or blank ice. And she tweeted out um, that, you know, once again, he's fighting against voter suppression at the Rhode Island State House because of people, Republicans that want voter ID. What do you make of the fact of this narrative that somehow voter ID that means black voter suppression. Yeah, well, I don't know. She, she might not have been involved back then, but when we passed voter ID, it was Anastasia Williams and Senator Metz, both of them black, pushing for it, as I recall. Anastasia, because she had actually not been able to vote or somebody she knew was not able to vote because somebody had already voted in their name. So I don't know that, I mean, the, the narrative from Tierra Mac doesn't make doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it is it does make sense as a play to her base which is progressives and they as we were just discussing with the census they want to get all controls out of the way so that you can get people voting whether 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 they just just can't be bothered to get an id we want them to vote they want them to vote or if they can't get an id legally they still want them to vote and the more confusion you have like that the more you can just cheat at the end of it so i think to me this is a play to her to her progressive base also plays up the identity politics, which is her bread and butter. I mean, she's not, she's not a, a successful politician without that. So it's rhetorically, it's kind of a no brainer for her, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't say much for, for the people who support her or her party. What do you think this should be Republican party pushback locally now at the state house against this notion that voter ID is a form of black voter suppression? Because there, there's been no Republican pushback. Let me phrase it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an area where they, they really need to start articulating because voter ID, these sorts of things are, are popular. They, they pass. They're an opportunity to work across the aisle, to work in minority neighborhoods. I mean, if, if there were a healthy Republican organization, they could be taking this as an opportunity to go into minority communities and, and discuss with them how it's not a problem maybe set up events to try to help them get IDs if they don't have them, even if it's for show, stuff like that gives them an excuse to go into those communities. The problem is there's just no real Republican organization in the state. It's people, too many people have left, too much of the, too many people just aren't getting involved. And I think that's, that's what we really see on that end. Finally, Justin Katz, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. What are your thoughts on, I mean, you have restaurants, uh, retail, manufacturers, business, they cannot get people to come back to work. Rhode Island unemployment is higher than the national average. But uh, and, and it's it's amusing to me, like the you have the economist at Bryant saying, oh, no, it, it's not as simple as people are being paid three hundred dollars a week from the federal government. So they make more money by staying home. It's not as simple as as that. I, I think it's it is as simple as that when you have high unemployment. There should be a line when they post a job, there should be a line of people trying to get it. And yet it's it's just so obvious in, in our local government. It seems that Governor McKee's not going to do anything to help them. You have restaurants that say they could hire 20 people tomorrow. Manufacturers, um, you know, missing 100 people. They, they simply can't get the workers. And you don't have seemingly anyone in state government trying to step forward to help the business community. 
right? Well, they're not the constituency anymore, right? They, the people who are with their hands out of the constituency. But what really strikes me is before I read the article, actually yesterday, I think it was, I saw a tweet from our, our friend, Aaron Regenberg, the far left progressive uh, Ivy Leaguer who fights for the people, you know. Uh, but he had a tweet said, it's just wild how folks invested in uh, the free market are complaining they can't fill their poverty wage jobs. A lot of these jobs, pay the $15 that are supposedly a living yes. wage that ought to be the minimum. They're right. paying that already and they can't get work. And yet the, the narrative from the left just will not change. What yeah. they'll do is they'll say, oh, well, $15 must not be a living wage. Let's, let's up it to 20 now or something. But the, it's just the, the government is competing with the private sector at this point for, for workers, for clients in, in essence. That's, that's what I'm saying. The, the company state, the, the government wants you on their payroll whether you're working for them or you're taking from them as a handout. They, so they're giving out money to people who don't need to go out and get a boring job or a job that you know, may not be a lot of fun just for, you know, just for that $15 an hour. So they can stay home. And even if it's not the same, you can stay home and do whatever you want for $12 an hour, $10 an hour. Why work for 15 if the margin just isn't there? And so what it really comes down to is government competing for these folks. And what government gets out of it is they can turn around, take money from the federal government. They can turn around, tax the people who are working. They can, and they use that money to pay for their own gigs. They hand some of it out. That's their business model. And it's, it's a real, real concern. I mean, even people who support uh, all the welfare programs, all of it ought to be looking at that and saying, we are playing with some fire here. We need to start being careful, but they're not. They, they don't know how to be because they're not, they're not in it to think about it. They're in it to just back up their ideology and take what grifts what cash they can for themselves. Folks, he is the managing editor at anchorising.com. He's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Look forward to the next conversation. Thanks, John. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, LawnDoctor.com, or call them 401 392 1025.